What's up, Columbus? My name is Laura. I am Julia. And you're listening to the very first Columbus cast. Exciting. It's finally here. It's finally here, you guys. We've been we've been waiting and you haven't known we existed, but we're here now. All of our coworkers have known you've existed because we keep badgering them about our soon to start up podcast. Thank you for thank you for all of you who are listening. We're a weekly podcast here to bring you all of your news and updates about Columbus, everything local. About it. That's good. That's it. Okay, so this week we are just going to give a quick rundown of a couple things, um, starting with the short north parking, which has been a hot topic in the city since everything changed in January. And then Laura's going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the Clean Air Act. It's uh, more br- more central to Ohio, not just Columbus, but it'll impact everyone living in our state. And then we'll give a construction update. Yeah, I can't forget that construction update. Spring is coming. Construction the people is need here. to know. People need to know what's happening in Columbus. What are the five seasons of Ohio? Fall, Sp- summer, spring, construction. And winter. <laughs> winter. <laughs> rant by Julia about weather. <laughs> about the Columbus weather? Yeah, so weather is not specific to just Columbus. Weather exists in all places, even though... Yeah, so something important to know to our podcast listeners is Laura and I are both not originally from Columbus. This is true. We are East Coasters. Yep. Um, so when we moved to Ohio, everybody from Ohio seems to love to talk about the weather and how crazy it is here. It goes from <laughs> it's crazy here in Columbus. 30 degrees in the morning to 70 degrees in the afternoon, and no one's ever experienced such a thing except everywhere else that has a season. So, weather, newsflash, Columbus. Weather exists other places. You're not special. I'm sorry. I love you, but you're not special. We do love you, Columbus. We're here for you. All right, let's do it, Julia. What do you got? Okay, so Short North Parking. Um, If you have been to the Short North in the past four months now, you will have seen Q1 (laughs) for those in uh, the business world. Business world. Thank you. So anyway, you have seen there's been changes to parking in Columbus. We have seen a decrease in free parking, as in there is none between Neal and High Street and also including the Italian Village. Um, And you just can't find anything. Instead of replacing it with meters, they are, you use an app, essentially. So download that app if you're ever planning to go downtown. Do we know what this app is called? I actually don't even have it. Columbus Parking. Do you, do you have it? I, I Park Mobile. I, I don't know. I have had to use it before. You've got to get also, the app, guys. Yeah. I have also been stuck without a phone and trying to park due to technical difficulties. Yeah. I guess then what, then what happens? I don't know. You just have to basically get a ticket. But the interesting <laughs> <laughs> you just leave $4 on your windshield and hope a cop <laughs> is nice enough to just take that. But basically, they have gotten rid of all the free parking. They've gotten rid of kind of that meter mindset that you'd see in the past, where now you use an app. So you can't even slide into somebody's, like, half-used meter and get those extra 15 minutes. You can't pay it forward. Like, mm. when we left 7th and Sun the other day and I still had 15 minutes on my meter, mm-hmm. I, that's normally a pay-it-forward type of deal for me. I'm normally doing the world some good by leaving that. But now it just kind of disappears. Um, So basically, download the smartphone app, and if you want to walk, you can park past Neil, but I'm sure they'll be changing that soon. Columbus is looking at every three to six months, they're going to kind of look and reevaluate and change probably their prices and what their strategy is. Their ultimate goal is to have 
60 to 80% capacity on the streets where they have now permit and paid parking. So it's supposed to end up being safer and keep the streets kind of cleaner and everything, but no more free parking. Sorry, Columbus. Mm. What did you learn that was pretty interesting about the um, residential situation if you're a resident parking in in Short North? So if you're a resident parking in the Short North, um, you can get permits for $25 a year if you originally weren't a permit street. Um, You can also purchase a single guest pass for $25 a year. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal in comparison of like what you would pay with the the app, right? Except for the fact that the parking's not guaranteed. So it's not like that's true. Okay. This is my spot and my guest spot, but you can also purchase up to three hundred daily passes for six dollars each. So if you're throwing like a major house party in one oh, of those word. tiny little houses on Neil, you can you can get up to three hundred spots for six dollars. That's each. actually funny that they thought of that. I mean, that's the first thing we thought of, like when we were walking. I around. guess you have to think about like the majority of the people who live in Shore North are not, you know, parents that are having PTA meetings. They're more like, you know. <laughs> fresh out of college and yeah I guess you have to do the cost benefit analysis of like ride sharing and taking an uber or lyft versus but then you also have to make like smart decisions like if you're going to a house party that you know how what what did you say up to 60 passes um 300 oh 300 yeah if there's gonna be 300 people at this rager then invite us but also um do you want to drive and park and then drive home I I don't know I don't know. Either interesting, way. Interesting thought, though. It's interesting. And then when I went to the dentist in Grandview this morning, they're doing a similar thing now in uh, Grandview Yard where you're going to have to pay f- to park where you normally didn't. So just keep an eye on those meters, Columbus, and those signage. Probably has changed. Everything's changing. Wow. And changing indeed, which this brings me to another point is of you definitely know how long you are somewhere by like how much changes in the time since you've gotten here. For example, like in East, they put this huge sign in Easton. So when you're getting off of 270 and you're coming down and you see the hotel and it looks really nice, especially at nighttime. Now there's just like this huge sign that says Easton and it's so ugly. And I know like I was an original because I lived here before the sign. <laughs> well, that's like the huge um, LED um banner they have on the Schottstein Center on Lane Avenue hmm. in Olentangy. At night, if you're driving and they have something with a white background, you're basically blind. I can't believe oh, there's Oh, it's like so bright probably. There. Yeah. That's got to be unsafe actually. I always thought it was, but I don't know. Nothing's changed in the six years I've been in Columbus and have driven down that street. But huh. if someone's listening and wants to turn down the brightness on that <laughs> after 9 p.m., that'd be great. Yeah, we'll just, we'll write a letter Thanks, Laura. Let's hear about that Clean Air Act. Yeah, actually, I had a, I had a small caveat because I think this is funny. So Julia mentioned how we're both not originally from Columbus. Um, and I think there's like a perception about Columbus, especially if you're not from here, that maybe it's like a cornfield or you just like don't know. You don't know until you're here. You don't know how awesome it is. So if you're not from Columbus and you're listening, like come check it out. Um, but I think this is just sort of like adds to it. So there is this guy who is um, President Trump's nominee. Um, for a seat on the Federal Reserve Board named Stephen Moore. And in 2014, he was caught on camera. And this is coming, this is my source is WCBE. But he called Cleveland and Cincinnati the armpits of America. And I think this is really funny. Um, one, because Senator Sherrod Brown actually asked for an apology and that he remove his um, nomination for the board because he wasn't um, being nice to to Those America, I guess. States, he just, I guess. yeah. The flyover states just ignoring us. 
But I think it's really interesting that he said, like, Cleveland and Cincinnati and, like, completely forgot Columbus. Like, this is the capital of the state. Like, are you just ignorant and you don't know about Columbus? Or you didn't include it because it's not the armpit of America because it's actually cool, you know? So I just wanted to add that little tidbit in there. I think it's pretty interesting. Okay, so Clean Air Act. Let's talk about it. This is actually the Clean Air Act of Ohio. It's not not just specific to uh, Columbus. But there there is a Clean Air Act. It's been in place for for a while um i don't have the exact date in front of me but they're basically the ohio lawmakers are looking to overturn it or just change it and the current way that it's been described is basically you now have to meet certain criteria within your energy usage and consumption to have a certain percent that's green and they want to change it so that you instead are going to receive incentives for following certain parameters so the way that they dis- um, the way that Larry Householder, who is a Republican from Perry County, described it as like the hammer versus the carrot approach, and he said currently we have the hammer approach where we're forcing businesses to comply by these regulations, and he would like to overturn it so that people can do whatever they want, but if they want to uh, um, subscribe to these, then they they can receive uh, like a tax benefit, for example. But what he declined to mention or failed to mention is that this would actually be like a bailout to some coal companies that also own nuclear plants. So, and it's been shown that some of these coal companies would get like kickbacks. Or sorry, some of the senators would get kickbacks. Politics is corrupt. Politics is crazy. So I'm keeping an eye on this story. It's not specific to Columbus, but it definitely is something to to note about to see like what's going to happen to our energy source and supply. I mean, I know Ohio does use a lot of coal, um, like AEP. I believe the last stat I saw was 35, 35% of our energy consumption comes from coal alone, which we definitely need to move away from, like yesterday, <laughs> if we're going to continue to sustain our environment. So Yeah, but there's a lot of, uh, we're right near West Virginia. We border on that yeah. big coal state. Right. So local politics. Let's talk about some uh, construction updates. Yeah, let's get to construction updates. Let's so do it. It is construction season in Columbus. The weather is nicer than it normally is, and construction workers are out and doing things they're and we want to know about them so basically the majority of the construction updates take form in residential housing in some sort whether they're luxury apartment complexes which seems to be absolutely the only apartment complexes they're bu- building so that's great if you want walk-in closets and three bathrooms for one bedroom apartment hmm. um, but then they're doing a lot in Italian Village Victorian Village Harrison West and Wineland Park so they're basically building all of those areas up to be these new like kind of residential hubs of the city along yeah. with like Franklinton which they've been working on a lot right and I know I think Dublin they've done a lot already I don't know if like what more they're going to continue to do oh up around Bridge Park yeah Bridge Park is like a pretty recent addition as well with like the pins out there and all of the um, all of the entertainment and, like, food eateries around. They're basically building, like, downtown Columbus in Bridge Park. Because there's right. going to be a North Market. There's a Condado, a Pins, a 16-bit. Pretty much anything you love in the short north, you can now find in Dublin. Exactly. And I think that, like, phase three is, like, coming to Easton. Because the construction that they're doing in Easton, they're also building a Pins. As well as a plethora of other new businesses and entertainment will be coming soon. Coming soon, along with that Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. It's still not here. But we're also now going to get one in the short north, too. So Yeah. How did that even happen? We went from zero Shake Shacks to two? They're just zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. 
They are expanding. Where Pies and Pints originally was, downtown, or in the short north, I guess if we want to be specific about our region yeah, of you Columbus. Yeah, you, you can't, can't um, mix There's up. now going to be a fancy small plate concept restaurant what? and cocktail lounge that's going to replace Pies and Pints. Did Pies and Pints go out of business? They didn't go out of business, but that they location along with like Ram and basically that whole strip kind of just closed hmm. in the span of like three months. Because there was one point me and my friends were like, let's go grab something to eat. And we were walking down there. We we're like, let's go to Pies and Pines. It was closed. We're like, oh, well, we could try Ram. Also closed. Mm-hmm. But it is in Bridge Park now. So yeah, right. <laughs> Moved to Dublin. Do so we know everything- what this fancy small plate place is called? Uh, let's see. It's owned by a bigger. Oh, there was a um, just a quick short north update. There's still construction there because there always will be. But bar. No, a new diner recently opened. Goody boy. Goody boy. And owned it's, by it's House and Standard. So if you're a big. Uh, yeah, no, they now own. Let's see. Let's count how many businesses they own. Goody boy, Pine House, Standard, Food Hall, Forno. Forno. That's at least five. I think they have more. Do they own Grandview Cafe as well? I can neither confirm nor deny that fact, but I would not be shocked. Basically, all of Columbus is owned by three people. Nationwide, Les Wexner, and whoever the owner Who owns? of Pine House. Let's find out. <laughs> Standard. I was also told that recently a country western bar opened. Yeah, I want to go to that. In Short North? Okay, but what's it called? <laughs> for viewers. For the listeners. Oh, Corso Ventures is the corporation that owns Standard, Short North, or no, they don't own all of Short North. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Not yet. They're getting there. Food Hall, Standard, Goody Boy, Forno, and Pine House. And that country bar is Bristol Republic. Bristol Republic, right. And I actually confirmed it's not owned by... Corso. By Corso, right. It's not owned by the same people, but it sounds like a good time. I saw some people went there this weekend. It looked pretty fun. I will yeah. need to check it out. Another really hot spot is Vaso. Oh, yeah. It's been there a while. But it's nice rooftop weather. If you... It is nice. It's also nice patio weather. Um, a great patio. Patio beers. Also with a good view platform. Yeah. Platform beer. Makes sense. Got a nice view. Go check Speaking out your local of, uh, local Columbus beers. Yeah. Speaking of breweries, um, there's a couple new breweries coming to Columbus from other areas of Ohio. So in Harrison West, there's going to be Saucy Brew Works, which is a Cleveland-based brewery company. And also Taft's, which is in Cincinnati, is coming to Franklinton along with Everything else that is moving to Franklinton. Yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting to see. Franklinton's going to be a hot spot. What happens to Franklinton? It's it's looking pretty cool. How's the Cover My Meds facility coming? Have you seen it? The campus? Franklinton? I thought they moved it elsewhere. They're building Pelotonia in Franklinton and White Castle. Oh, White Castle's not in Franklinton. It's off They're not doing Cover My Meds? Guys, I didn't read the handout. They're still Cover My Meds is still building a huge campus. Community investment and building a remarkable workplace for the future are the two pillars of our new campus project. This is according to the Cover My Meds website. It says these pillars will positively impact the community throughout the creation of more than a thousand new jobs and secure capital investment of 240 million across two phases into Franklinton. So confirmed. I haven't seen it in a while, but it should still be over there. So yeah, Franklinton is, it's popping. Go buy a house there soon. Buy it now. Just sit on it. Think of later. Great. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of Franklinton updates in our podcast yeah, we'll series, keep a, I'm We'll sure. keep a close eye on that. Just come right back here, Columbus Cast, hopefully every week. We will see. And until then, this has been Columbus Cast. Yay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have nothing else. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I have nothing else to add. Banter. <laughs> blah, blah, blah.